0: Hello and welcome to the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. I'm Derek. I'm Craig. This is Tank. And I'm Chris.
1: Hey, Chris, you're not usually here, are you? No, sir, I'm not. Oh, where do you come from? So I am uh, the other co host of The Rugged Marriage. uh, A couple weeks ago, what, two weeks ago exactly, right? Yep. 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 Uh, You guys had uh, Alex. my very good friend and wonderful co-host. It um, great. Yeah, man, I I feel like really guilty because I've <laughs> only listened to a little bit of that episode. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts and this week has been uh, pretty pretty crazy. So yeah. um, I actually just realized that when we were recording last night and because, you know, we record Thursdays and then launch on and then drop it on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the episode, I was saying, hey, check out, you know, Tech Reformation. I'll be on there. Alex was on there. And then I realized I didn't listen to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Yeah, you'll have to check it out. It was a good episode. Uh, we talked about genetic or well, we I, I say we I wasn't on the episode, but uh, I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> Alex and I disagreed about genetic manipulation. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but so we're,
2: it was a ha- was it was a healthy fun. disagreement. It was a good discussion. Yeah, we're yeah, going we to talk about in-
1: it on uh, on our podcast sometime. Oh, sweet. So, yeah. I'm excited to get into that.
2: We ended up sort of agreeing at the top level and then ha- having some areas where we differed, but I think it was it's still something we're, we're both sort of thinking through and it's a huge topic obviously, so.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It was just kind of racking my mind today and uh you'll have to listen into when we talk about it cuz I'm not I'm not the least bit educated enough to talk <laughs> about it, so. <laughs> I feel the same
0: way. Yeah. So, does anyone have uh, stories from this week,
1: dude? I got a funny story. Yeah, that I've been—it's been in my back pocket, and I've been meaning to tell it on the Rugged Marriage, and I forget because I'm not quite as organized as Alex is. <laughs> um, so, so my wife just recently had a baby two months ago. Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with tech, but it's a—it's a funny story. It's so all good. <laughs> most of ours don't either. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So, um, so yeah, so two months ago. We're in the hospital, my wife gives birth. The next day I'm, uh, I'm in the pantry, so the, the hospital and you know the, the labor and delivery, they have like a little pantry for the husbands to go, and they're, you know they've got a fridge and a microwave and an ice machine and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in there getting something, and this couple walks in, and they had yet to be in the pantry, so I'm showing them around the pantry, and then I look over to the wife and I go, "Oh, are you going to give birth soon?" And she goes, I gave birth last night. (laughs) (laughs) I've spent my entire life avoiding the are you pregnant, like, (laughs) mistake. (laughs) And I made it up until the day after my wife gave birth.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. (sighs) So, I at least
0: it was
2: only, like, one night or whatever. Like, it wasn't, you know, it doesn't, like, things don't
1: just shrink back down. Straight away, right? No. Tight yeah. Tight. No. <laughs> yeah. See, my, my wife gave birth prematurely and mm-hmm. uh, she didn't gain, she ate fairly healthy. So she didn't gain a ton of weight when she was pregnant. So she went back very quickly. So she gave me this nice. like completely unrealistic expectation of what a woman is supposed to look like, like <laughs> postpartum. So yeah, it was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> that is funny.
0: So, Tank, you have news from your missions
1: uh, stuff, right? I do. I got
3: back Tuesday evening, so I've been back for three days now. It was Sunday to Tuesday, and or sorry, it was Saturday to Tuesday. Essentially, Saturday night they say, "Here's 150 jobs. They are all over the world. Uh, You can pick three of them. Go."
4: (laughs) Whoa! No pressure.
3: Yeah, you have three days to decide the next two to three years of your life. Have fun. (laughs) And potentially even more than that, because like Michelle and I want to go long term overseas. So if we end up in wherever and we learn a language for two years, we might just be like, well, I guess we'll just keep going back here. We already have done the hard part. So, yeah, uh, it was exhausting and a lot of time talking to missionaries, which was really cool. Uh, hanging out with people who are there and seeing what they're doing, seeing what God's doing all over the world Um, and then having to make that decision what's our number one, number two, number three so we made it after a lot of deliberation Um, and so the number one is Tokyo, Japan and the number two and number three is East Asia that's about all the information I can get (laughs) (laughs) we are gonna be non-specific on that one yeah (laughs) tokyo japan is like super open you can go on a missionary visa there so it doesn't matter who knows about that one but the other ones yeah a little bit less which is kind of a bummer because i uh one of the missionaries i got to skype with uh in one of the east asia places and our conversation was like yeah you'll be doing ev starting groups um we have a big group of People that are asking the brother for these, you know, code words. Yeah. So mm. either Tech Reformation would have to make a big change, <laughs> or <laughs> I'll be missing out on most episodes. Maybe just drop in to give an update before bouncing out. Cool. So that'd be sad, but um, yeah, there's a one in three chance. And Tokyo was the first, the top choice. So mm-hmm. we get you our could
4: top just choice. Use,
2: you could just use yeah. a code name on Tech Reformation so that no one knows who you are. Your real identity, yeah. Well, yeah, apparently, then... what happens? Sorry, go ahead. What they're worried about
3: uh, is what they said. I don't know how real this is. Maybe they're just behind the times. Something I don't know. But basically, they said like they there's programs that scan your emails and scan your uh, okay. um, all your communication, and then they yeah. just store if there's a if there's a certain word that was said, they store it. And then if you're accused of being a missionary, they go look at your file basically and uh, say, oh yeah, he's had all this communication. Let's read it. And so so that's why they try to use words that don't get flagged. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. You'd have to use code all the way through your speech. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, we have a missionary in uh the Middle East somewhere uh that we have to do that for too like in the in the sermon when on Sunday because our our church puts up podcasts of our sermons. Um if the pastor even references those missionaries, he has to reference them in in code words and mm-hmm. because it's record, they just don't want it said so yeah it's wow. tricksy business yeah business.
3: It's, it's a bummer too because it's like so hard to really feel connected to those people it's like right. i don't know where you are or any of that stuff but uh yeah but they need prayer they need prayer really bad especially being in those places so
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's gotta
1: be a scary way to missionary too <laughs> and it's gotta make you feel a little like isolated. Like you can't mm. like you can't really reach out to people and tell them actually what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, that's I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't imagine doing that.
4: hmm
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
3: It was really cool though seeing a lot of the jobs like less crazy than I mean, so that part is a little crazy for sure, but um Like, a lot of the jobs, some of them were audio technician and videographer, and one was starting a business platform. Like, you wouldn't even be doing much ministry. You'd just be starting a business platform um, to get missionaries to be able to come on a work visa that you've started. Hmm. Um, So there's, like, all these jobs for actual professionals to go and use their job and just really just live in a different culture um, in a big city and do their software development or lawyers or doctors and all those things and you're living in a city that has the same living standard almost as america does as the united states does and australia as well i'm sure mm-hmm. um never been there so i can't say for certain but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's we're just a small america really yeah and so it's like all these mega cities are really just like you said it's just like american major cities as well and um and so all it takes is for people just to be willing to say, yeah, I, I'm willing to be, instead of doing software development surrounded by Christian neighbors, do software development where there's just a small local church and all of my coworkers are don't believe in Christ and then share the gospel with them. And so I think that's a big movement for at least what this company was doing, um, because those missionaries are free. Like, you don't have to raise support. They're right. working. Mm. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was just about to ask that. Like, you become self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so, yeah, they have teams there that are connecting people with companies. So, like, you don't have to hunt down a job. They get you a job. You just go there and do it and then support. So, if any of you all tech people have ever dreamed of being a missionary but not wanted to raise support, then use your job. Use the gift that God has called you or
1: given you and uh, use it overseas. I feel like hmm. that's kind of like how the body should work less, you know, less so much of like signing a check and throwing money at you, but like mm. actually physically connecting point A to point B. Mm. It's, like mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's so, it's so cool to see, see that work like that.
2: Mm-hmm. It makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. It
4: it's does. a lot more
1: sustainable as well.
3: <laughs> yeah. Cool. One, one thing one person said about it is like, imagine, some guy from a different company or from a different country comes over is like hanging around your house or around your coffee shops and you never see him work. You never eat, but he's, he's richer than you. He has a lot of money. You never see him work. You never see him do anything and he's around all the time trying to talk to you about religion. He's like, what would you think <laughs> about that guy? <laughs> like, it's yeah, a good point. That's, as opposed that is to weird. someone who contributes to the society and makes money. He's just a part of the culture. Um, much more much more comfortable this spin padlet.
0: Cool. Well good to hear
3: an
4: update on that
0: from you yeah We're excited to see where where God takes you. All right, on to Tech You Should Know, where we pick uh, seven tech topics throughout the week that we think are worthy of your attention. First off this week, HoloLens dev kits are selling at a whopping $3,000 a pop.
2: Wow.
3: Wow.
0: Yeah. Microsoft has opened up pre-orders for the HoloLens dev kits, with orders shipping on March 30th. If you're a developer who has signed an application to pre-order from back in October, you can now get your hands on a headset for a measly $3,000. Pocket change. (laughs) (laughs) The next PS4 update will include game streaming to PCs and Macs. Sony's next major update to the PlayStation 4 will include the ability to stream games to a PC or a Mac. Uh, Firmware version 3.5 is currently in beta testing and includes the remote play feature. Beta testers aren't able to test it yet, but Sony is promising it "quote unquote" soon. And the update also includes the ability to set yourself offline, and notifications to track when friends come online. That's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, taking shots at Windows.
0: <laughs> yeah, this fits in with the PC gaming market. I w- I wonder if you can, I I I'm, I guess you can use your keyboard and mouse. Maybe map controls to, because that's hmm. that's a that'd a, be interesting. Yeah, there's
1: there's ways to do that with Xbox One, and I know you can stream Xbox One to PC, but now PS4 is taking a swing at that by adding Mac into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got a I've got a Mac, so I can't stream my Xbox One.
0: Apple wins forced iPhone unlock case in New York. Yes, interesting. In related news to the FBI Apple battle going on currently. A judge in New York ruled Monday in favor of Apple in a case where investigators wanted the course to compel the company to unlock a seized iPhone 5S running iOS 7, which the company does have the ability to unlock. HTC sold a crap load of Vive headsets when they went on pre-order this week. What is Vive again? Can you remind me? Uh, Vive is, <laughs> this is in more VR news, uh, the uh, Vive yeah. is... Uh, the Steam VR headset that's sold yep. by HTC, mm-hmm. and according to a tweet from an HTC VR employee, the Vive sold more than fifteen thousand units in less than ten minutes. On a minute-by-minute wow. basis, that puts it a little under recent iPhone launches, which is insane for an untried product launching in a new product category. It is. It's bonkers.
3: <laughs> so, there, do you know if there's like, a, oh, I guess a lot of applications that this runs already does it can it take things and make them work or does do things have to be developed for it natively
0: uh you know i have no idea on that front at all i'm i'm fascinated mm-hmm. by all the vr news but i really am not very fluent in you know what everything runs and what everything needs in order to be useful but from what That's i it. understand the vive headset is more it is a the best headset of them all overall at the moment just the way mm-hmm. it's built and the way it tracks movement but everything still has a long way to go but anyway. does it run
1: android like how how like samsung and everything they've got the vr thing that you can do with the the phones now
0: no this would is be different this would be engineered for steam so
1: oh okay for pc yeah so for PC gaming gaming yeah got it
3: interesting
0: Slack launches a voice calling feature in beta. This is super cool. Uh, Slack bought screen sharing app Screen Hero about a year ago, and now we're starting to see some fruits of that purchase. Voice calls are now available for every team to try, though the feature is still under the label of beta, and the administrators of the team need to enable the feature.
3: We should enable that.
2: I was going to say, are we going to enable that? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's going to be... how many people are in the Slack now? I know in our Slack it's like thirty-two. Yeah, we've—I don't it know it like had a hundred and something. Yeah, like, like is what and thirty hundreds. I'm looking at right now. Is everyone just calling each other, just right.
0: <laughs> That'd be kind what of cool. That? You could just call Tank? someone that that you've met over the internet, just like just like that. Hundred and thirty, did you say?
3: Yeah, hundred and thirty minus bots in my group messages, so hundred to
0: yeah. hundred and twenty-five. Cool. If you want to join the Slack, you can go to slack.techreformation.com and sign up there. Shameless plug. Promo. (laughs) Google is testing a new way to do mobile payments. Google has released an experimental payments app called Hands Free, which is a service that lets you pay for items in stores without taking your phone out. The apps rely on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and location services to determine when you're in a participating retailer or restaurant. When you get when you get to the cashier, all you have to say is "I'll pay with Google," and the clerk can confirm your identity with a photo on their end to complete the transaction.
2: What do you guys think about stuff like this? Like I always think when I'm reading stories like or headlines like that, um, the thing that you said about a participating retailer—it seems like for a long time it would just be it would just be a novelty because only some stores would be participating retailers and
0: others wouldn't. Yeah. Yes. And- and this is only in San Francisco at the moment like this is a very yeah. limited testing very niche. group yeah. but i i i think it's a fascinating way to do it just that like not having to do anything at all you just tell them okay i'm paying for this with this and then that's it yeah they
1: they've got to educate the cashiers on it though cuz that's like yeah. you're <laughs> no going to walk up hey i'm paying with google what like, what does that mean <laughs> yeah. i know when, I, when they first started when apple pay first started uh being released i i try to pay with apple pay and people will be like you can't do that i'm like it says on your thing i i can (laughs) i just did right now (laughs) yeah and like Like, so the 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 cashiers getting like their mind blown by uh (laughs) technology that they should have been informed of that is the
0: brilliant thing about apple pay i think is that you don't need to train your cashiers necessarily on
1: that it just works if you have it enabled yeah Mm. They they should at least, like, have it on their radar.
0: And finally this week, Amazon announces two new Alexa devices. In addition to the Echo device, uh, Amazon has just launched two new Alexa devices called the Echo Dot and the Amazon Tap. The Echo Dot is essentially just a smaller version of the Echo uh, meant for use with external speakers, and it's much more portable. For extreme portability, though, you'll want to pick up the Amazon Tap, which basically just gives you Alexa in a portable Bluetooth speaker. The Echo Dot is available now, but there is a caveat. You can only order it through an Amazon Echo right now. Huh. Which is interesting marketing. That is interesting marketing. Although I think people have figured out a way to hack around it. You can Hmm. Google that if you wish. As always, all these links are in the show notes, so you can check out any of these stories on your own time. But that concludes Tech You Should Know this week. Yeah. For Tech You Should Use this week, I will throw it over to Mr. Chris Orsini
1: over there. All right, so first... Uh, I would say um Google Drive. Uh you've probably talked about Google. I know you've got you guys have talked about Google Drive. Uh I know mm-hmm. you talked about the the Google Drive photos and everything. I don't use the photos so much, but um I use Google Drive for pretty much everything. Our our podcast, every everything for our podcast, The Rugged Marriage is in Google Drive. Everything for the uh the Facebook group is in Google Drive. So all our admin files, all like all the people that we need to keep an eye on. We have a whole list of like a watch list. We have, mm-hmm. you know, our, you know, potential new admins, our, you know, whatever. Um, but I also, <laughs> I work for, I work for a school. So we have all our emails are, it's a, it's with Google. It's a .edu, uh, but it's with Google. Uh, but since it's a school, Google gives us unlimited storage on Google Drive. Oh that's cool. Yeah, I literally use Google Drive as my backup. So I back up my entire uh work MacBook Air onto Google Drive. So it's I've got wow. right now I've got like almost 70 gigs on there. Wow. Which is really cool. So if you if you have a .edu and it's in Google, like take advantage of that cuz with schools, the .edu's you get unlimited storage even for students or staff. Uh next there's this cool um, this cool workaround on the iPhone. Um, so I like to read at night uh, before I go to bed on my phone sometimes, um, but my wife hates it because even if the, <laughs> the screen dimmed all the way down, it still keeps her up. So mm-hmm. uh, one of my coworkers um, showed me this little hack. Um, it's with... The zoom function in accessibilities. and essentially what you do is you set uh, you set the zoom to like a triple tap with the home button, um, and when, you're, when you set up the zoom function, you zoom the entirety of the screen and then turn the zoom all the way down, so it dims the screen even further than what you can stock. Uh, it dims it so much that in like the light of day, if I walk outside, I can't see. I can't see my phone. I have to like triple tap and kinda of like know where the, the zoom click is. So I tap it. Um it's not something
2: you accidentally want to turn on in the daytime.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you gotta go like go into the like the server room to get dark <laughs> enough to see it. But it, it does save a lot of battery too. So if I'm like when I'm indoors, like I'll I'll leave it on. Um so it helps save battery life. I'm still on the iPhone six and is I've had it for like a year and a half and that battery's starting to dwindle. Um and then uh, I'm on the iOS 9 beta. Um, I don't know, 9 point, is it 9 point something or is it just 9.3 nine, nine yeah. beta, but is it 9.3 yeah. point, point something or is it just 9.3? No, it's just the
0: 9.3 is the big point update okay. that, this is, that everything's in beta for. Oh yeah, yeah but
1: it's beta 4, right? It's, it's beta 9.3 four. beta 4. Yeah, 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 there we go. Um, but yeah, so I think all of us, are you guys on the betas? I am. Yeah, so
0: I, lo- I love I love night shift.
1: Yes. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. iOS night shift. Uh it's Flux uh stock on iPhone. Uh I feel bad for the developers of Flux. <laughs> but um honestly, yeah. I tried I tried Flux when my phone was jailbroken and I like it better. And I I had Flux for a while on my MacBook. Um but I like it better. I like uh Apple's night shift better than flux i don't know why mm-hmm. i think it's it's just slightly more subtle yeah
0: i have the beta on my phone because i'm dangerous like that but mm-hmm. um, my <laughs> wife my wife will have nothing to do with uh well updates in general but uh, beta isn't <laughs> <and> specifically <laughs> um so i'm i'm reading we're both in bed you know on our way to go to sleep and we're just doing our final phone checks and i look over to hers and hers is like bright blue and mine is a nice color and that's so nice
1: yeah the way apple does it you don't even really notice it until you a b it with another iphone Mm -hmm. it's it's very subtle but like it definitely there's definitely an adjustment with your eyes you can feel it when you look at another phone Mm -hmm. i dig it
0: sweet yeah that's
1: all that's all i have
0: cool that sounds great yeah i'm gonna have to check out that that zoom function that that might be nice like early mornings but like i get up at four. Oh yeah <laughs> and sometimes i just want to lay in bed so i might uh i might try that out mm-hmm. try that and when my wife's next still sleeping and-
1: yeah and then i gave you guys the link for uh, a little tutorial on it on how to do it pretty simple
0: so that'll be in the show notes and let's move on to our main topic this week right for theology from the headlines this week i will punt again to our uh bearded co-host this week uh chris orsini
1: the first time around you called me lovely yeah well i've never been called lovely before (laughs) (laughs) it touched me (laughs)
0: you you are indeed a lovely person chris
2: orsini derek maybe you can go back and edit that back in in somehow into that little you know, intro. Just take that word and put it back in. Yeah,
0: we'll see if you hear it in the edit, uh, podcast people. Then you, then you got it. But otherwise, okay. Moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, recently, uh, when did this come? March, yeah, March second. Um, there was Fox News posted a uh, an article about Chick Fil A, and Chick Fil A will give you a free ice cream cone. Not ice cream, ice dream. Um, if you if you put your phone away, so they'll give you this. Uh, it's called the Family Challenge, the Chick Fil A Family Challenge, uh, and they give you it's. It looks like a Happy Meal box uh, with like a chicken coop art on it, and <laughs> the top it says cell phone coop, and on the side it says uh, how the challenge works. One turn in uh, turn all family cell phones to silent and place this self uh, place in the cell phone coop. Two, enjoy your Chick-fil-A meal uh, and each other distraction-free. Three, after the meal, let us know that you have successfully completed the challenge, and each of you will receive a ice cream cone. Um, I think this is really cool, but I also think um, this is based off a presupposition that uh, technology is inherently bad for families. Hmm. Yes. Um. Do you guys? You guys are all married, right? Yeah. Yep. So, do you, you know guys? That. Do you guys struggle with specifically like your phone and your wife, or any? Well, not even just that. Any form of technology.
2: Yep. I'll be honest, and um, sometimes uh, not so much recently, but before we started the podcast, especially we did an episode early on where I found out I was. Technically, rated as as a severe nomophobe, which is the ter- <laughs> the official term for someone who's addicted to using their phone. Oh, I still doubt about that. I still <laughs> dispute the quality of it. the questions in the test. But um, <laughs> uh, my wife used to sort of say, "You're always on your phone," and just make little comments every now and then, which did kind of um, convict me a fair bit. So, um, <laughs> definitely have had that sort of in the past. But yeah,
1: now the word "addicted," um, I I hate that word. I I because there's okay there's two sides of addiction. There's physical dependence which is uh like I I have multiple sclerosis and fibromyalgia, so I suffer mm-hmm. with a lot of pain. Uh mm. last year I was on Vicodin for six months straight. And then my neurologist was like, Hey, you've gotta get off it like now. Um mm. and so I spent my entire my entire summer going through withdrawal. Hmm. Was I addicted? By definition, yes. Was I abusing it? No. I just Mm. had, I just developed a physical dependence. So, so when, when you develop, so it's very hard to, I, I struggled for much of the summer with guilt about it. That like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm going through this. So I must've done something wrong because I'm addicted. Um, when it's, I spent like a lot of my teenage years abusing drugs, abusing painkillers, abusing alcohol, uh, using illegal substances. Uh, I never became addicted, but I was, I was in sin. I had, I had a guilt. So is this, Mm -hmm. is this weird thing that I had to, (laughs) I had to battle through. Um, so I, I do everything I can to avoid the word addicted. Also, it's, the word itself has become completely washed up in our culture.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, that's true. Like, oh, I'm addicted to Starbucks cake pops. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you have an eating problem. That's all it is. You're not addicted to Starbucks cake pops. Um, Unfortunately, that's the case with a lot of words in our society. Yeah, they just become washed up. They um, just get redefined. And so, I, I try to either, so I either, it's either you're physically dependent. Um, and that can come from abuse that can come from things that you 're you know a sin issue or it can just come from a physical issue and mm-hmm. then I like to talk about idolatry, and this is kind of what I wanted to get into with this is that um technology isn't the inherent problem have you i mean Derek and and tank have you guys struggled with like technology and family before I continue? I have not felt like I struggled with
3: it no there's okay. been rare uh instances where I get on a kick that has content on a technological device, like a video game, for example. Mm-hmm. And so a struggle that might cause an imbalance. Um but just like constantly being on my phone for a long period of time, no, there's never really been anything that's grabbed me that much.
0: So yeah. I have to some extent, I mean I am uh a total geek about such things so i i do i i am on my phone a lot and i use my phone for a lot of things and there there does get to be a point where either uh, tanya says hey you you're (laughs) you're spending a lot of time on your phone or uh i just get burned out on everything and realize that like i am kind of depressed by how much i am you know using my phone for pointless tasks but um I don't attribute that to the phone necessarily. I attribute that to how I use the phone,
1: yeah, yeah I struggled, I' struggled for a long time what as soon as I got an iPhone, I went right from a flip phone to an iPhone, so it was like a whole new world, and I dove completely into it, like- you know, and I went right into jailbreaking and just so I was obsessed mm-hmm. with like customizing and just you know doing all this stuff. um what I had a problem with was it was an idolization problem. Um, And that's the other side of the word addiction is idolization. Um, it's the way I like to define idolatry, uh, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is, is you are sacrificing to a lowercase god in order to receive something in return. So I'm idolizing technology by sacrificing the time that I should be spending with my family, I'm sacrificing that time, laying it out the, at the altar of technology so that I can get uh, entertainment, uh, my hobby, you know, what, what have you, uh, even, you know, recognition, social media. Um, and so I had to, it, we had some really rough times because I just, I struggled really bad with that idol um and i had to sit down and realize this is an idol and i tried to i tried to do what's called uh i tried to balance um i tried to balance mm-hmm. technology and family um we've talked about work life balance in, on the rugged marriage and there's mm-hmm. no such thing there's no such thing as work work life balance and i don't believe there's such thing as technology and family balance mm-hmm. um it's prioritization yeah so If my wife is a priority over Facebook drama, or my wife is a priority (laughs) over Clash of Clans,
4: Mm -hmm.
1: and I had to readjust my priorities. Um, And now it's funny because I I, I seem to get to that point. I seem to get my priorities straight. Because, I mean, we'll we'll answer the phone at the dinner table. We'll use our phones at the dinner table uh, if it's something important. And we won't get offended. We'll know, like, hey, he's not answering his phone, or he's not on his phone to flip through Instagram. He's on his phone because uh, his friend is having a really bad day, and he just needs someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, and she, she'll she get that, and she'll go along with it, and vice versa. Um, but then I started the rugged marriage. and <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting so, kind of blows everything up, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it does. And... It's uh, it's it's a constant struggle because now we have, so, Alex, my co-host, he lives in Texas, I live in Florida. We've met in person once, so we do we do all our communication over Facebook Messenger. Um, so we would we would chat all the time, and Alex and I have developed sort of a bromance, and uh, <laughs> like <laughs> we we've known each other for about a year now, and he's legitimately one of my best friends. Um it's cool. it's really cool. And uh side note, I'm just gonna take a quick side note. Uh it is so beautiful how God has provided the means and the minds to make the internet so that yeah. I'm talking to three other dudes from around the world, three other mm-hmm. brothers in Christ. We are fellowshipping, we are talking we are talking to people around the world. Uh in a way to edify them and I I just get blown away. It it really is crazy.
0: When I think about it sometimes, the fact that we are talking about uh, just, we sit, we sit around and just talk like it's nothing on Skype and we record this and then we, well, we we do a (laughs) lot of editing, but then we throw it up for like hundreds of people to listen to every week. It's, it's a little insane to, to think about the scope of what you can do with so little, mm-hmm. and and just the like relationally, I guess
2: like the people you can connect with that that you wouldn't otherwise. Um, and I think from a like a Christian fellow fellowship perspective, um, even having a podcast like this, where you know you guys are in a different country, and sometimes that means different perspectives, it means we get to wrestle through um, spiritual issues uh, from different points of view and different backgrounds and things like that. I think that's actually super um, valuable, and would be so much harder without without the tech that we have that makes it possible. So, yeah. I'm re- some definitely something to be thankful for.
1: Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, our, I mean, our admins too. All right, uh, so we have we we have a constant admin chat going, and we have, uh, we're across the U.S. and then one of our admins is in Canada. Um, so of course, that's the only way we can communicate is, uh, Google, uh. Not Google, Facebook Messenger. Um, but so like I was saying, we're we're talking, you know, I'm on my phone so much because I'm in constant communication with them. And it got to the point where we were talking so much that we had to create two different group chats. We had to have one group chat just for admin duties and one group chat uh, just for chat. Because mm-hmm. we we would talk so much and then all the admin stuff, like all the important stuff, like <laughs> <laughs> like we need to deal with this person. That would get like that would that would disappear because we'd just be talking about stuff mm-hmm. um but so now I have to totally readjust these priorities, and so does my wife and if it was a balance, uh I would have to say, okay, now my technology use has changed my my ministry has changed um but now I can't, I can't minister because it's not within my balance. So now my wife knows, like, hey, if there's something bad going down on the Facebook group, uh, go ahead and use your phone and kind of cool it off. And then, you know, and then we'll have dinner. If, uh, you know, we've got to make time for me to edit the podcast. Uh, <laughs> how long does it take you to edit, Derek? Oh, good. I'm trying to get faster. I actually
0: downloaded a new, I, I downloaded Reaper to try to maybe slope. Speed this up, but probably three hours an episode. It takes me three hours when I've done it. I do it when Derek can't do it. So. Yeah, wow. probably three hour, three, three and a half hours to, to edit and uh, upload and post everything by the time everything's
1: done. I'll tell you, th- that's what I used to spend on editing. Um, I will make a quick reco. This is <laughs> a little off topic. Uh, Logic Pro. Yep. Uh, do you have Mac? I do have a Mac, yes. Okay, Logic yeah. Pro, $200. I know, it's a little pricey up front, mm-hmm. but there is a, so all you editing guys that are listening, if there are any, <laughs> um, there's a a feature called Speed, and with this you can listen back at uh, any speed that you want. So I listen back at about 50% speed, so I get through it whole lot faster
0: yeah and actually that that's something that that's sorry rabbit trailing here but um that's one reason i'm testing out reaper is because it's only like 60 dollars, and you can try it for free as long as you want yeah um and i think you can speed it up there too do that, so
1: do they have that function
0: i think so it's it's kind of a dense application to sift it, through but it is yeah it's anyway
1: the, continue it's the linux of uh yeah <laughs> a little uh, bit <laughs> I, do- I downloaded it once for some music recording and i was just like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, It takes it's got a steep learning curve. Yeah. Um but anyway. So, I don't you guys give me a little feedback. I feel like I'm doing a monologue right here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's great.
1: No, I
2: think I think something that interesting that you said a little while ago in the conversation, um you referred to uh, you know, time with your wife versus Facebook drama, for example. Um or time with your wife versus I can't remember what the other option was, but it was gaming or whatever, whatever it else is that you do on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you put it in those terms, then it becomes pretty clear where the imbalance, if you want to use that, or where the, where the um, misuse of time can be. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the wrong prioritization, um, as you said, um, is occurring. I think for me, it's it's more of a subtle thing. So um the way that i've experienced it isn't so much that i'll have huge blocks of time where i'm taken out of um spending time with my wife and i'm instead doing facebook or whatever the other the other options are um it's more like um i'll see a message come through and i'll check it when it comes through or i'll i'll be checking my email or something and just doing things smaller things more frequently Mm-hmm. Um, so that so that it's more of a visual thing that my wife notices. Oh, hey, he's got his phone again. Yeah. Um, and and then so it's I feel like it's less for me. It's been less of a, a struggle to, um, you know, to have blocks of time that I can clearly go. All right, that time there, I was doing the wrong thing, and I need to to reprioritize. Uh, for me, it's more of a. I guess it's like you were saying before. Um. But Maybe it kind of ties in with uh, the addiction thing. Like it's it's more like a, an extension of like the the phone in particular, um, more so than the iPad, I think, or any other device, oh, yeah. Um, becomes like an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, it's, you could almost argue that it's something that you need each day to get through the tasks and activities that you need to do that day. Mm-hmm. And so you don't think of it as a substance that you're abusing. You think of it as something that is normal to use and normal to, to, um, help you get tasks done and whatever. So I think that's kind of where I've experienced that, um, that issue come up is, is in those sort of smaller things that happen more frequently, but then I, I am still convicted at times by the fact that, um, if those things become so frequent that other people notice them, um, and are commenting on them, then that's probably something that I need to, uh, again, come back to the reprioritization of, of what's actually going on.
1: Yeah. see. I, I like what you're saying there. Like when I first really cracked down on myself and really like started working on it, the first thing I did was delete all the games off my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that's like the, that's like the, the easy, you know, like mm-hmm. the easiest thing to take a shot at. Um, and then what you're saying is like the little, the text messages, the face, Facebook messages, the, the checking the email. Um, what I've done is just, I've become very transparent with my struggle. And tell you know I've today just today it happened. Um, there was there was some some revolving issues in the group, and uh, we were just we were constantly just kind of talking about it, and mulling over it, and you know talking to people. Um, and so we were out running errands, and every every red light, I'm pulling my phone out, and I'm I'm sending a message, and put my phone away, and then and I'm not actually like engaging with with my wife, and we're you know we're sitting in the same car, but we're not even we're just existing together not you know mm-hmm. engaging with each other and i realized that like i okay i'm getting i'm getting in that mode where i'm like i have to check it i have to check it and it's taking up my time it's taking me away from my wife my priorities are off i'm i'm sacrificing this time with my wife uh for this so uh i messaged the guys and i was just like hey guys i i this is taking too much of my focus i'm putting too much effort into this and i'm going to go spend some time with my wife and put this on mute so it's been on mute and i know the guys got it handled and they're like hey great go spend time with the family um but we have that transparency with one another that like your family comes first and mm-hmm. you know if we if we keep that in our head that the family first the everything comes after your family mm-hmm. it's not so hard to just okay put it on do not disturb Put it on mute. Put it, you know, turn it off. I have huge anxiety. You ever, do you get anxiety when you turn your phone off?
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean I understand what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not anxiety, but I do go, hang on, it's off.
2: It's not usually off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I just kind of think about it. Why is it off? just It needs bleh. to not be
0: off? <laughs>
2: but I do I do put it on aeroplane mode overnight, every night, and I have no issue doing that. Just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, eleven p or ten thirty pm to 7 a.m. or whatever kind of, not do not disturb the world. Do not disturb um, is
0: a great feature.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I put it on airplane mode to because it. I figure it cuts like do not disturb. Does that cut all incoming and outgoing?
1: It you signal? get it. It just you don't get a notification. So your phone right. doesn't light up. So if you if you you know hit the home button and you're you'll see the notifications there, but your phone doesn't buzz or make a noise or light up. But you can set it so that uh, your favorites uh, can still, when they call you, it still goes through. Or if someone calls you more Mm -hmm. than twice in five minutes, it'll go through. So I I leave it on that just because you know I have a family.
2: I have that on as well. Actually, that's on my phone ten thirty till seven. Um, but then I also do airplane mode because I used to sleep with my phone under my pillow. Um, when I was using Sleep Cycle for my alarm oh, yeah. before they switched to the microphone detection. It used to be uh, accelerometer detection. So I used to have it literally like that far away from, you know, five centimeters away from my head all night. So it was just like a, I don't know, in case it was safer or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but going back to the whole, uh, like the, the phone is an, is an almost an extension of yourself. Like I've, I've been thinking about this quite a lot. I've been reading a book about it, and I'm actually going to teach an elective on it here this coming Sunday, which is kind of crazy to me because I feel inadequate. But that's beside the point. (laughs) Um, But this book is called From the Garden to the City, and it really explores a biblical philosophy of technology and and thinking about when you're talking about addiction like at the at the start of the conversation um and saying no the phone itself is not an addiction it's how you put your priorities and and it's really an extension of yourself but yeah i mean if someone cut off my arm and i wasn't able to use that arm even if i felt no pain i would still be really annoyed that i didn't have that arm <laughs> to do yeah. anything it's not that i'm addicted to the arm it's that i do useful things with the arm and uh and it it really makes my life easier but that doesn't make it bad and mm-hmm. there's while so technology has this interesting effect of not being morally um it, it's not in it of it's not in and of itself a pull of morality like it's, it's not
1: it's morally pull, neutral
0: it's morally neutral kind of but it affects the way you live mm-hmm. so Um, and it can affect your behaviors because you can, it's made to help you do things. And so it will, it will tend to push you in certain directions, but it's, it's a very interesting dynamic. So like if you're, if you have a shovel, you know, you didn't have a shovel before you had to dig with your hands. Well, so, so you invent a shovel and you use the shovel to dig a hole. And this is great. This is great technology. And you use this over and over and over. You want to dig lots and lots of holes. Um, and but your body changes because of it. It has an effect on you. Your hands become calloused in certain ways, and your shoulders become you know more muscular in in certain ways. And your body adapts the technology such that when you, you talking about the evolution shovel... now, no, no, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> but uh, technology is uh, it affects you as a person. While being morally neutral, but you 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 still have to direct the technology somewhere. You have to give it those priorities, mm-hmm. and uh, without giving it those priorities, sometimes you like your your carnal self will just drift to the you know the carnal pleasures of life that um, make it easy to check out on your phone or or whatnot, as opposed to doing the useful things. So I, yeah, I find I it think, a really interesting topic right now that I'm thinking about.
2: I think with that um, analogy, like I guess what 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 Chris sort of pointed out at the start, and what I think we're all sort of agreeing on is that um, the process of digging the hole isn't the problem. But if digging your ho- if if digging many holes becomes your focus, and you're unable to realize that that has become your focus, um, when in fact you should be doing other things. Then that's where the problem lies. So it's not the problem isn't with the technology or even the process of using the technology for certain things. In fact, that's what it's created for, and it it can be very useful and and good to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But the priority is about uh, knowing the difference between the importance of the tasks that you do with the technology versus the importance of uh, relationships and family and face to face communication, mm-hmm. um, and being able to categorize those two things as different and say that. You know, if I'm spending too much time over here on the one hand, um, doing this thing that I enjoy doing with the technology and this thing that technology makes easier at the, uh, you know, in a way that is causing the other one to be lacking the relationship with my wife, the relationship with my family then that's a problem. And that's a problem for me, not for the technology. Mm.
1: It's something that I really like about what Chick fil A is doing here. Um, so, our. Our brains, we have like through through the way we act and interact with things, our we have developed hardwires in our brains for how to react to things. So something with me with technology is when I'm in a socially awkward situation or when I'm in a social situation where I like I'm not connecting with anybody, I'm just kind of more of a you know wallflower in a situation, I'll pull my phone out. So yeah, I did that's, that too. Yeah. That's like my social anxiety go-to. So <laughs> I don't even, I don't think about it. I just do it. And because I've hardwired myself, my brain to say, okay, this is awkward. I feel awkward. Pull out my phone to fix the awkwardness.
2: Yeah. I think I do that too. <laughs>
4: and a lot of people
1: do that. And <laughs> it's funny on, on Facebook, I get, keep getting these Facebook ads of like an app that fixes your social anxiety. I'm like, I, I, I all apps fix my social anxiety. <laughs> uh, Facebook, stop nice. advertising yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, in order to to break these, we ha- we literally have to to rewire our brain, and the first part of that is creating a block. So, to create a block, I need to think what why shouldn't I do this? So. Uh, when I pull my phone out in public, I am just anti-socializing myself more. I am, you know, it doesn't look good when I do that. Uh, it's, I'm not connecting with the body. I'm not, you know, there's all these reasons I can give myself why this is a bad thing to do. Um, and so now that you have this block, you have to have somewhere else to go. So now you need to create a second wire. You need to create the plan B. So rewire your brain to say, okay, I'm in a socially awkward situation position uh what you know what's plan b uh tell a joke uh drink a beer i don't know whatever it takes to deal with you know your social anxiety what what chick-fil-a is doing here is they're creating the block so your the block is i'm not going to pull my phone out so that i can get an ice cream it it's it's simple and i hope yeah. it's effective but that it's They're creating that block. If I pull my phone out, I'm not going to get an ice cream, and I really want to get an ice cream. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then they're putting you in the atmosphere to rewire that to create a plan B. Okay, I'm sitting at dinner, and what do I do? I talk to my family.
2: Yeah, I think I think what they're doing is brilliant. Like I think we don't have Chick Fil A in Australia. At least, it's not not as far as I know. I've never seen one. It's Mm -hmm. probably Um, not.
0: It's hardly. It's not even everywhere in the U.S. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. It would be nice if it spreads here, or if other chains take on a similar idea. I think it would be great. Yeah. Um, I guess two pieces of pushback on the idea, not on anything um, Chris just said about it, and and it's not real. Like it's not things that I think are huge problems with it, but just things that I'm thinking through as I think about it. I, I like I say, I think it, it, the idea is great, and I would actually try it out if if it was um something that was, in I like free a cream. chain here. Yeah. yeah 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 but so there's two things and free ice cream is one of them i think uh it's sad that we need to be bribed to have good priorities (laughs) to have the right priorities that's the first piece of which isn't really pushback it's just a a commentary on the situation that this is where we've gotten to it as a society that a, a chain of food stores is realizing that they need to um it'll actually help people out if they you know bargain for social skills rather than Um, using your phone the other thing to say is that sometimes and this isn't all the time and it shouldn't be used as an excuse to uh be on your phone instead of being present in with real people in real life um face to face but uh, sometimes i've found that technology um can actually enhance a a social interaction Mm -hmm. um and an example of that would be at mcdonald's like our, our church used to go to all the young people would go to McDonald's after after Sunday night church pretty much every week and there would be multiple times where we'd all be in Macca's eating our food and um do you guys say Mackers is Mackers no,
1: American we, we don't okay. say Mackers
0: i have no idea what that is McDonald's <laughs> it's just short for McDonald's oh. slang for McDonald's yeah. mickey
1: D's. i'm going to start yeah, using mackers totally going to use it yeah, that. yeah mm-hmm. me too <laughs> um
2: and hungry's is short for hungry jacks which is our version of burger king but anyway um <laughs> so <laughs> We've been in in McDonald's eating our our meals and, you know, one one of the girls, for example, it's not always a girl, but this particular situation, I'm thinking, one of the girls went to the bathroom and she left on the table in front of her a packet of opened sweet and sour sauce and a frozen drink that was bright blue colored. So, a couple of the guys, you know, took the lid off the drink, put the sauce in the drink, stirred it around so that it all turned bright blue again put the lid back on, and then we acted like nothing had happened. And so she came back and drank her drink, and we snapped a photo of, of her face as she just, the taste, you know, hit her, hit her taste buds and the flavor went down. And it was just a priceless um, moment. It was, it was hilarious. And she was so angry because the rest of her drink was ruined, which was cut we all apologized afterwards, but... Um, it it was, you know, the photo was posted on Facebook and she found it funny and it actually, you know, other people were then commenting and contacting her and saying, oh, you know, what, what's going on with that drink and stuff. And it actually, um, we could have had the exact same fun without the technology, but the te- technology just added another element of fun to it, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like we were yeah. able to share that with other people who weren't able to make it that night or whatever. And so I think, I think like that's not real pushback. I still think the idea is fantastic, and there's more reasons for why we should do it than, than, the, than what the pushback gives for why we shouldn't do it. Um, yeah. But there are just a couple of things i thought of in terms of um, I guess, yeah, it, it's more about the, I think, the motivation behind it. And if you know, if you're convicted that this is something you struggle with, then maybe it is a good opportunity to try one of these this sort of strategy where you actually force yourself. Um by doing something physical, like a physical separation. Yeah. Um and get a free ice cream.
1: Yeah. The the problem with this though is it's it can only go so far because it's truly a heart issue. Uh, that's right. Idolatry is a heart issue and you can't change a person's heart. Um and what is the majority of what is probably going to produce is just like technological bulimia where it's just you you <laughs> purge you binge after Yeah, you purge yourself of your phones for you know for your eating time and then you're all going to get your phones back and you're just going to binge on your phones and get all <laughs> caught up um pretty much what we all do first thing in the morning uh, <laughs> but i i hope and pray that it it opens people's eyes and that it does have uh change hearts um but there's you know Chick-fil-A inherently can't do that right
2: yeah Tank, what have you got to say? You've been so quiet this episode. I have yeah, been man. quiet.
3: I
1: don't know why. Chris didn't intimidate me, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never struggled with, you know, you didn't struggle with, uh, you know, technology prioritization from what you've said. So you don't really, you're like, oh, yeah, all you, you sinners. Tank's yeah, i <laughs> reigning judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Tank sanctification that,
2: that like, you know, 80% or more. Yeah, <laughs> He's doing well. Yeah, the rest night. of us are a bit lower than that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: One thing that I was thinking, um never found a good place for it, but I still think it's applicable for um one of the things that you said, Chris, was that uh your ministry has changed, and so you're using your phone for a ministry, which is definitely a great thing um, and so a lesson that I've been kind of thinking through recently is that sometimes um, sometimes I think we as Christians will justify sin uh for a greater good um mm. so it means justify the end machiavellian uh but just an example that i heard just recently on this trip was like the the organization that we go through they have some pretty strict standards and uh even if it's just like you have to agree with these doctrines and you can't do these things uh whatever they are and uh it has been uncovered that people have lied like they've said, I agree with this. Um, in order to go overseas with this company, but then it gets uncovered later. Well, they didn't actually believe this. They're teaching something different, And so they got sent home, or they, hmm. the Holy Spirit finally convicted them enough, and they confessed this sin, and they got sent home. Um, and so, I've seen it in my own life as well. Uh, it's so easy to be like, well, I mean, I kind of believe that. Like, it's not that big of a deal, and <laughs> so you hide it, or. Um, It's like, well, this is something God wants for me, and the only way I can get it is if I sin. Mm. Uh, So obviously that's a lie. But (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Um, but anyway, I was just, I just think that can be applicable for people who may be struggling with their phone in a way that says what I'm doing on my phone is good. It bears good fruit, Uh, but then they look at its negative effects on their life, and it has causing effects that it is produced by sin. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fruit that leads to death elsewhere in their life um, I think that 's something that we need to uh, be careful on our justifications of this is good because it produces something good and really
1: look at our means and make sure the means aren 't sinful, no matter what the goods are mm-hmm. that reminds me of a story we were before we were talking about um before we started recording, we were talking about how i I played in a band and we toured europe for for a summer. And we stayed with some people in Scotland uh, with like uh, just like a missions group in Scotland for a week. And we walked into a pub that we were going to play a show at, you know, the the following night and just to get everything sorted out. And um, so in this town in Scotland, uh, alcoholism was a, was a, an epidemic, a severe problem. Mm. So while we were at the pub, uh, everyone there was... Like just fascinated by us because we were Americans, um, and you know we spoke different, we couldn't understand a word they were saying. Um, but they they demanded that they let us that, they, that we let them buy buy us a drink, um, mm-hmm. and the missions group was pretty uh pretty set on not uh us not drinking because mm-hmm. of the alcoholism in just in that town. Um, and it got to the point where people were getting like offended that we were refusing a drink. Like they were getting angry. Uh, so we were like, yeah, just give us like a half. <laughs> we'll all take a half a drink. Um, and so, like I said, we, we, we ended up coming back after that and everyone got really mad at us cause they smelled beer on our breaths. And, uh, but yeah, so like you said, it's, uh, the end. Yeah. The, we try to do the end justifies the means, but, um, that's, that's such a solid point. Um, another just kind of side note off that is that um your ministry doesn't come before your family your family is your first ministry first ministry mm-hmm. yeah yep. so you you are the pastor of your family um so when you are in ministries when you're in you know a missionary or you know a podcast or you know host of a, a group uh facebook group um they need to wait for your, for your family. Your family shouldn't wait for them, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I had to do today. I just to step back and say, "Hey, I'm I'm making my wife wait for my ministry, so now I'm gonna have to make my ministry wait for my wife."
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think um, ages ago we talked about uh, an article that kind of touched on this similar topic. Um, that was a Desiring God article. Uh, and one of the verses that was sort of um, framed that conversation uh, was from 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. Uh, it says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Mm. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. I think that's really the distinction we're talking about is is the fact that um, so many things in this life, including the technology that we use every day, uh, they're not unlawful. That They can be very good. But if we're dominated by them uh then it really comes to a situation where, like you said, Chris, it's a hard issue uh we have to examine our hearts and and potentially repent of of that if if it has been something that that has been um controlling us so that we've been um sacrificing to uh and and that's sometimes hard to do it's hard to admit that that's even the case but um I think that's the Rob meets the road um like you said chick-fil-a um are doing a cool initiative but it's not going to change people's hearts at the end of the day people are going to have to come to that point themselves where they realize that um if if the tech is dominating um their heart them at a heart level uh, then that's what really needs to change rather than just their habits i guess of use yeah
0: All right. Does anyone have any recommendations this week? Chris, do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I've got, I've got two. Should I just blast off my two or? Yeah, go yep. for it. Okay, so um, my first reco is the Liganeer app on Apple TV. Uh, it's we recently for Christmas got the new Apple TV. Was it fourth generation? Uh, something like that. Yes, yeah.
0: fourth gen. Fourth with gen. The yeah. one
1: with the trackpad on it. Really cool. But yeah. um so there's there's a Ligonier app on it and uh, it's awesome just to have a a Christian um, source of uh, content on the Apple TV because it's all you know it's all Netflix and just uh your your TV programming and everything so um, and even better, it's reformed and solid and uh just really good stuff um so when my wife was pregnant she was on bed rest for uh, a couple months and so we couldn't go to church so we would uh we would just kind of scroll through the the Ligonier app and and find some sermons mm-hmm. um second reco is I've reco'd this on the rugged marriage but um you uh you mentioned my beard And, um, how, how off, you know, off the record, how well trimmed it was. Um, it is is a luscious beard. So I have, there's a guy on YouTube, a YouTube channel called the beard Baron, and he does some great, uh, beard keeping tutorials. He's a little like, he's, he's really into his beard. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I've
0: watched some of his videos after you, after you mentioned that reco on the rugged marriage, I went and looked at. Yeah. some of the videos and he is very into his beard yeah he you know
1: he talks about you know building a relationship with your beard and stuff and then- would you say he has got a prioritization problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well he's not married so uh I, but um but yeah so it was funny because my beard always gets to a point where my wife's like all right shave it off I'm i'm done with it and so i kind of would go through these like three month cycles like You know, I'd grow it and I'm like, oh, it's looking good. It's looking good. And my wife's like fed up with it. And then, so I shave it all. And then I start growing it. And then I watched the Beard Baron and he taught me how to trim it up and make it look nice and shaped and, and full. And, uh, I have, I think gone about a year straight with a beard now. I haven't shaved, shaved once and it's, it's glorious. Nice. You know, the way
2: I I get around that issue, right? I keep sideburns all the time. Uh huh. So it doesn't annoy my wife. (laughs) Like the beard never actually gets to the point of annoying my wife, but I can I still have some solid facial hair. So, mm. Mm. See, but I'm, I guess I'm like a quarter reformed in that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, my wife actually loves the beard now. She would always kind of like battle with it, and now now she like she doesn't want to see me shave it, right, babe? <laughs> I still want to see you shave. You, okay, she still <laughs> wants to see me shave. <laughs> but you don't. Know, it's not because you have a problem with the beard. It's just because you like change, right? yeah <laughs> she has she has less of a problem with the beard than she did before uh, a, That's
0: cool. a resounding recommendation from <laughs> your yeah. wife. i'm I'm just going to echo the book i mentioned in our uh theology from the headlines discussion from the garden to the city it really is a a great book that a, a great view at a Christian way to look at technology that doesn't take the avenue of New technology—you have to be very careful of new technology because it is very dangerous and blah blah. blah. Like it—it's it, actually balanced for once. <laughs> I—I was refreshed <laughs> at reading this book, so I—I I highly recommend it. It takes a very biblical look, and uh, yeah, that's what I got.
2: I'm going to recommend something too. Um, it's a double podcast recommendation. So one podcast, two episodes. Uh, our friend Calvinist Batman and his his podcast, Calvinist Batman and Friends, the last couple of episodes uh, on unity with Dr. Michael Brown and Dr. James White, both were really, really good episodes. So um, something that a lot of people, I think, in today's Christian world, particularly in reform circles, need to be reminded of um, the importance of unity and, and how to go about that with, even with Arminians, guys, it is possible. Um So yeah, if you haven't had a chance to listen to those yet, there's actually three that are kind of in a, in a group. The third one is just a little mini thing that um, they did about Calvinist Batman did with Dr. Brown about charisma magazine, but the other two um, are called obviously the essentials for unity. Don't include bacon and outlasting the spoiler warnings. So check those episodes out.
1: Calvinist Batman is an awesome guy. Um, I love his podcast. He, he was like all about our podcast right from the beginning. Um, So he's been on our podcast a couple of times, but uh, just something about him, like just to back up what he's saying um, about, you know, unity and that he actually lives it when our son son was born six weeks premature. So he was in uh, the NICU, the neonatal ICU for for two weeks. um, He actually. He happened to, he lives about three hours away from me. He happened to be in town and he came by the hospital and came, visited us for like three hours and hung out with us wow. and just, uh, just cause he, you know, happened and he was still like 45 minutes away and he just, he took the time to drive <laughs> and, and come see our son and hang out with us. And it, he was a huge blessing to me and my wife cause it was just a really, it was a really difficult time and he just encouraged us so much. So he, mm-hmm. he lives it.
2: Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Fun.
3: Yeah, and I have a recommendation as well. Um, I'll adopting a missionary. Um, so <laughs> if, you have a, if your church has any missionaries, um, see if they're up for Skype or something and see what you can do to serve them if they're over-Skyped and maybe serving them not to Skype. But uh, yeah, I think um, just from this, I've never really actually talked to a missionary on the field and I got to talk to three plus many who are off the field, and they're just some of the best conversations I've had in a long time. Um, And I imagine that it will be really refreshing to me to have people Skype me that I know from the States and uh, pray for me, uh, send me stuff. Um, So, yeah, just if you've never had any contact with a missionary or you've seen them at your church, like, seen the pray for this person, but you've never actually thought about making it personal, uh, try it out. And if your church doesn't have any but you're part of a denomination, see if you can get connected with one through your denomination. Just
2: a recommendation. Awesome. That's cool. a great recommendation. That's actually super hard to do. Um as in like I we had friend we had a friend who recently came back from I think five years in Uganda in Africa. Um and we were quite like relatively close friends with this person before she left and Every time she came back on furlough, we'd hang out quite a bit with her. Um, and we would always say, we need to Skype regularly and keep in touch. But actually doing that was super difficult and we just weren't good at it. And I actually feel really bad about that. Um, and when we did Skype her, it was kind of like, um, you know, what can we pray for you for and stuff. But there's a different um, relationship, I think, when there someone's in such a different culture. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have the same things in common that you normally would. Anymore, if if you know what I mean, there's some things that are different because they're so removed from the situation that you're in. So if you can actually commit to doing that and to supporting a missionary in like in in regular conversation and prayer, that's that's so helpful to them because I know she really like she really appreciated it when people did take the time to to stay in contact and support her that way. So yeah,
1: and when you, when you and talk this, to someone more frequently like that, like what you're saying, like yeah, on a regular basis, you kind of become more uh, immersed in in their culture then, and you start to learn and you're able to communicate a little better and have kind of more of a common language. So there's that, there's kind of that, that, that curve that's kind of uncomfortable. And then after mm-hmm. you hit that there, it kind of, you can have better fellowship.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm just thinking for myself, i want to be like, uh, going to that other culture and getting, that culture shock after a while. And I know that I'll want some connections. I'm just, I have a lot of close friends and you wonder like, man, I hope these friends can commit to a long distance relationship, you know, cause there's going to be part of me that really wants that connection. Just a little, little bites of back home just to feel, mm. I don't know, feel comfort again until that I'm really acclimated to the other cultures. I
0: was, was thinking. Well, I want to thank uh, Chris for coming on the podcast this week. Uh, it has been Really nice to have you on. Uh, I've listened to The Rugged Marriage for a uh, long time. Well, since it started, since I, like, yeah, I think since the first two episodes were released, I've been listening to it. I've been really blessed by that, recommended it to several people. And uh, we'll have the link to The Rugged Marriage down in the show notes um, yeah. for you to go check out. So thanks for being on with us. Yeah, oh, thanks, it was a pleasure. Chris, it,
1: was great. it was awesome.
0: If you want to connect with us here at the Tech Reformation or join the Rugged Marriage Slack, you can go to slack.techreformation.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Tech Reformation and tweet out our, uh, our tweets or uh, links to our shows every week. That really helps get our name out there to people. Yep, you can also find us on
2: Facebook at facebook.com techreformation But realistically, you should probably just go join the Rugged Marriage group because they actually put effort into their Facebook presence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can also visit our website at www.techreformation.com. Grab the latest episodes from there if you don't know how to podcast and have an app on your phone that downloads them for you. Um, And we also tag them there by topic. Uh, So if you want to have a look at the past ones and check out some interesting topics that you might like to listen to, then you can head there. Lastly, you
3: can email us at ask at Questions, feedback, comments, concerns, whatever. We'd love to hear from you.
0: And be sure to review us on iTunes and recommend us on Overcast. you got to recommend every episode every week for that to, to put us into the, the top religion and spirituality chart on on overcast and while you knocking out rob bell and joyce meyer right yep yep we got to get them out of there and uh and recommend your other favorite christian podcasts like the rugged marriage we got to get as many up there as we can because we're uh, currently it's having issues staying at like the critical mass of like six podcasts that have enough recommendations to stay up there so hmm. recommend the rugged marriage and any other favorite christian podcast that you have yes please Our music is provided by the wonderful Matthew Parker. You can check him out on SoundCloud and iTunes. And this has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: The way i do it too is i like say say i make a joke and alex doesn't laugh right away like i, I pull the laugh over so i sound i actually sound funny oh and, yeah <laughs> oh i do so, that too yeah uh, the, the magic of editing <laughs> Dude, there's i edit so heavily like i don't edit like less like reform pub heavily but i edit i i edit pretty substantially mm-hmm. so it's actually nerve-wracking for me to be a guest because there's the chance that I will actually sound as stupid as I am.
4: Yeah, what are we do with you?
1: <laughs> or maybe if somebody laughs right away,
3: we'll just push the laugh a little further.
0: So I'm at your mercy, Derek. All right. All right. I will I will try to
1: use the power wisely. <laughs> yeah, I think uh. maybe you guys will come on the Rugged Marriage sometime. So. <laughs> Long-term awesome. investment right now.